For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up at SEC After Dark? What's yeah. going on, guys? Stephen Willis, Jeb Beecham, and Jake dressed up as a wooden wall. Yeah, he, he, he's wearing um, um, Alabama camouflage and maybe celebrating them updating the indoor facility with their SEC championship over Georgia. But they had to put something up, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, Jake is. Uh, we we hope Jake is okay. The, the, this weather system is moving through here. Uh, not only where he is, but Middle Tennessee as well. I don't know if you guys are affected by it. Um, so, but if you are, Jeb's up there uh, by you. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I'm up in Tennessee right now. So, yeah, Jeb's hey, Jeb. Okay, <laughs> Matt, Jeb, you and I are going to be taking cover now. Steve is the only one in the palatial uh, Central Florida studios. Yes, is it still palatial? Yes, it is still palatial. Um, today, the maids came by, so it's actually clean. No, there you oh. go. Uh-huh. The maids, the maid. Our show is so successful. Steve has got maids now. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I haven't seen a set, but we're we're good. You can send those maids up here if you want. Yeah, um, just, just so everybody knows, if I seem a little bit distracted, I'm watching the USA and Costa Rica. Um, FS1, right? No, CBS Sports Network or um, Paramount Plus. Uh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll try to find it. If you see me looking over, it means I'm looking for it. Or Steve, yeah. you can update us. Actually, um, huge victors, uh, five nil, right? Last uh, five Sunday? one. They they gave up a goal in like the last ten minutes. It was five one, but it you know, like it made it to where Costa Rica had to win this game by six goals for it to become a situation where the U.S. didn't qualify. Gotcha. Soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, we are SEC after dark. Um, we are brought to you by betonline.ag. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined. The final four set. Man, if you're looking to wager on these games or the national championship, head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to get started. I say believe because on the audio side, we are on the Believe Network. So, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sport wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started, so join today. 
Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager out on sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Let's uh, we got an action packed show today. I got a little SEC baseball, uh, final four. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, some updates on the Will Smith situation. Uh, if we want to get into that, I don't know if we, I don't know if we're, I don't know if that headline is tired at this point. Um, if not, we can just smack that right off the show. Um, and then uh, Bruce Arians announced his retirement today uh, in Tom Brady's latest power move for the NFL. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And of course, updates on, you guessed it, soccer? Soccer? We we, we hope we, we are your midweek break. Uh, we hope we, we hope you're your midweek break. Uh, letting you letting you know you're all you're almost to Friday, so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's really good, Cassidy. We, we we're glad we can provide that for for you and for all of our listeners slash viewers. It's like hanging out it. with your buddies at the bar. Yeah, I don't know how Cassidy has internet, but Jake doesn't. I'm trying to figure that one out at the moment. She was the first one to the phone. Uh, uh, sorry, his net, his net zero. Maybe he got a phone call. I don't know. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> she has a secret, she has a secret office that has like the, like the best internet that anyone ever has in the entire United States. And then she, uh, she left him with the AOL account. <laughs> she, she at least had the decency to run him a fax line so he could. That's nice. So. That's, that's, that's really solid by Cassidy to be able to take care Cassidy, of him that we way. Love you. Mm. We love you, Cassidy. Um, so uh, the final four, Steve. How's your brackets doing? Dead. Yeah, my final yeah. was Kentucky and Tennessee. So by Saturday, I was ruined. <laughs> yeah, hey, I say so. My overall champion pick is still in it. So that's the only team that I picked is still in it. But, but I, who's I your Kansas overall champion? Oh, Kansas? Kansas. Okay. Yeah. So I can't. Kansas has screwed me so many times. I just can't. I just can't pick them. Yeah, I don't blame you. I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. I certainly wouldn't have picked Duke or North Carolina. It is a personal thing with me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have picked. I, I almost picked. I picked Villanova to make the finals, but I picked them to lose to Baylor. Yeah, I did. So somehow I, I, I'm I just still in really good shape. For, in one, can't conference. root for Kansas at all because of, they name it James Naismith Court. Basketball was invented in um, Massachusetts. I realize he probably moved there. Yeah, it's not in Kansas. I mean, other than after the fact with James Nason, it's kind of pretentious naming it after him. And there's that 30 for 30 with them trying to get the official rules of basketball in Kansas where they belong. No, the game was invented in Massachusetts. If anybody, where if it belongs anywhere, it's UMass. Mm. Yeah, it's UMass and John Calipari. He uh, he actually invented basketball, if you Mm. didn't know. Him and Marcus Canby were the pioneers of basketball. Uh, what was that guard they had? Wasn't he from Puerto Rico that year they went to the Final Four with Canby? Oh, yeah. Hmm. That, that, that guy was – me. There was a stretch where you had that, and then you had, like, the Puerto Rican guards for Temple that were really good. Yeah. And there was a yeah. stretch in the 90s where, like, you know – it's really freaking. Ugh. Yeah. No, I, I sorry. I, 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 
<laughs> hey, movie. former associate producer Jake Thomas joins us in the chat. Hey, there he is. Uh huh. It was Edgar. They're they were brothers, Edgar and Gidiel Padilla. There it is. I don't know why I remember that. That that was back whenever um we would go to school they, with a wire wire hanger. And we had um, the special needs room that wasn't being used in the afternoon. And we'd go in there and turn the TV on, put um, the wire hanger in there for the antenna, and watch the games on um, CBS. Because that was back when it, you know CBS basically picked which game it was going to show. Um, yeah. But but I mean we, that's how we saw the Christian Leitner shot. You know, do it doing that, and yeah. that was good times. Yeah, they're from Toa Alta, Puerto Rico, brothers. brothers. See, brothers. Yeah, yeah, never say I don't have useless information. <laughs> really? You, you have plenty of that. Guess who's an assistant coach there? Bruiser Flint. Bruiser yeah. Flint. Yeah, he's currently at, uh, he's been following Calipari around. He's mm-hmm. like one of the top assistant coaches. But yeah, never gets a head job. Got got into an argument on Twitter whenever they um made a point that Villanova. It's nice to see an inner city school um make it to it. It's like Villanova is not an inner city school. They're outskirts at best. Temple's the inner city school in Philadelphia. Yeah, you gotta love that. Yeah, it just it it, it just it just the inaccuracy just just yeah. Just, it's like it's like saying Smyrna High School is inner city Nashville. Yeah. Yep, not a, not a chance. Mm. It, it is. It's like comparing uh, Smyrna and Pearl Conas being at, at, for locations. Pearl Conas, inner city. Smyrna, nah, mm. nah, <laughs> nah. So, um, but yeah, Villanova, inner city Philly. Yeah. Uh, then you have Kansas. Um, they're inner city Wichita. Um, and you have Duke, which is inner city Charlotte, oh and North Carolina, which is um, two blocks away, inner city Charlotte too. And you got a bunch. You got four inner city schools playing against each other. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, like there's several miles to happen. But if uh, Villanova is Philadelphia, this is your tying, Corey. It's West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Uh huh. On the playground is where I spent most of my days. Well, maybe Villanova will. Slap Kansas right on out of the tournament. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> you know, Chris Rock's comedy tour is um their tickets are selling for it all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah. The highest John, John might be on to something. Yeah, John might be on to something here. Vince McMahon is a brilliant guy. Um, well, if you look at that slap, either Will Smith is the biggest bitch known to man, or that was a staged fake slap because he hit him with the end of his fingers. He just barely hit him with the fingertips. It wasn't even a full slap. It was almost like pulling his punches. And yeah, because he 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 probably had set either he yeah he probably had second thoughts when he went up there. He's like, I'm about to, I'm about to f this. I'm about to f up. But he couldn't stop himself. Yeah, he laughed yeah, at the joke until his wife rolled her eyes at it. I don't think he was trying to hurt him. I think he just went up there to make a point. But 
I don't think it was a good idea. The Oscars asked him to leave, and Will Smith said no, because I didn't know that's how that worked. Yeah. No. I've seen- hey, Mr. Smith, we know you assaulted the host yeah. and brushed the stage, but could you please leave if you want to, that is, well, if, he- if you're not... He had to win a best actor, best actor Oscar just a little while later. So they had to well, around for I, that. They couldn't well, say we uh, security. We're giving the award like, to. Why is Why is Will Smith not getting tackled? Yeah. Uh, Maybe he was just um, method acting. Richard Williams probably caught them off guard too. They had no idea what was going mm-hmm. on. Whatever the case is, Vincent Van's eyes just lit up. Yeah. Oh, uh, just terrible. They they got tired of uh they got tired of the the, the person that uh, writes usually for the show, and uh, they wanted to uh, they hired some WWE writers to come in and produce the show. That's what happened. <laughs> well, um, I tell you they're lucky. Um, Chris Chris Rock was up there, and that wasn't Ricky Gervais because if it was Ricky Gervais, he would have just assassinated her. If she didn't leave with a complex, he would have failed. Yeah, there's a lot of comedians that would have turned around at that point, and, and it got a lot harder. So Chris, I think Chris Rock handled it as well as you could at that point. But, but there's no yeah. reason Will Smith should. I, I love Will Smith. Don't get me wrong, I love it. There's no reason he should have got up and done that. Yeah. He could have handled that so much better. He could have just he could have just did the like the whoa no 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 no. He could have done was, that like he was that. going up to give a speech a little while later. He could have said something about it and that just make Chris Rock feel like a piece of trash, but. No. Mm-hmm. no, now everybody's on Chris Rock's side. I think that backfired mm-hmm. on him pretty bad. If that's uh, oh yeah, and he knows it. Oh, he knows it too. He knows now it every joke's time. about his wife and the infidelity mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and it's it's all getting thrown in his face, man. Yeah, yeah not, not a good look there. Yeah, it just did not work for Will. But it was a slap heard around the world for Chris Rock. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh. Although some oh, people were mad at him, show. he did he did do a whole documentary on like black women's hair and stuff like that, and then they immediately turn around and make fun of it. Uh, that was pretty rough too. But yeah, but I mean, again, I'm not saying the joke was I'm not saying the joke was warranted. I mean, it was. I, I, I don't was think really he should have went joke. there. No, I mean, what, what, it was a soft joke, but I don't think he really should have went there. Yeah. But he didn't deserve to get slapped over it. Yeah, yeah it, when it when it yeah when it comes to this, we've gotten soft, and it's that whole words is violence BS. No words, sticks and stones is a thing, and that doesn't justify how you react to it. And yeah, and that's what it took. There, he escalated that to a point where it had no business being. And I don't care if she has alopecia. I mean, if she went there. And had her hair done up with G.I. Jane in public, in front of everybody, in a show that they are known for making fun of people. Maybe go there expecting a G.I. Jane joke because it looked like she had a crew cut. Yeah, and that is what they do there. Let's see, this is the yeah. problem though. Now it's now, called assumption of the our, risk. Yeah. Our comedian is going to have trouble making mm-hmm. jokes because they don't know if they're going to be assaulted and they're going to start turning it down. Because I'm going to tell you, the Oscars is already kind of hard to watch. And now if you take the jokes out of it, I'm not gonna ever watch that crap again. Yeah, I mean, I, but at the same you time, know, I, you can't have them just get yeah. assaulted. No, I mean, somebody gets mad. I mean, uh, I, I think I think if the joke is out of bounds, you you, you handle it with words and, and you, you handle it privately and say, "Hey, hey, bro, I, I didn't like that joke," and he could have said, "Sorry, bud," and then moved on. And that could have been that could have been it. Like, 
it, it, you know, you meet words with words. Yeah. Not words with fists. Yeah, you don't you don't escalate. And yeah, like I said, my thing, favorite I, my I would have been slapped, John. <laughs> and Cody. Uh, <laughs> Cody. Uh, let's see. Um Love what's you, his John. Na- what's his name? Jerry Seinfeld. There's a meme of him on Twitter. And it just says, it's like Jerry Seinfeld, what's the deal with airline food? And the next one, it's like American Airlines, C- American Airlines CEO comes on stage. You know? <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with Delta? Why do we have to do the dog and pony show? What's the deal? And then Delta CEO goes, bam! Not good look. What's the deal? The food is terrible. George, what are we going to do? I got to work on my Seinfeld, don't I? Yeah. A little bit. bit. (laughs) You get the point. You knew I was doing Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll get the polish. That was terrible. I don't know. I just... I still think you can have com- comedians. I know some of them make bad jokes. It just it doesn't always work out well. But I, I guarantee you Chris Rock would have got roasted for that if they had said something afterwards instead of just going to the bear and assaulting him. Now, like I said, it's, it's all on Will Smith. Just now. re-roast I him. It, I, I mean, just, yeah. just re-roast him. Comedians take shots. It's yeah, not all and, shots and, and, they're, and they're made for it. You know? Yeah. But like you said, the the Oscars is kind of like a mini roast anyway. If anybody who's there, people get mm-hmm. roasted all the time. Like, yeah, it, I like I, I said, really it's, it's assumption of the risk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll move past it soon, though. I'm kind of tired of seeing it. Uh, there, every there, day. There's a pro, there, there's a such thing as an appropriate joke. I mean, there's not a ton that's off limits, but yeah, as long as it's funny. You know, like going after kids is not really like. Yeah. He didn't go after kind of out of fidelity or that weird stuff. You no, know? yeah. don't get too personal. Yeah. Like digging, digging way too personal is inappropriate in my mind. Yeah. As a joke. Yeah. <laughs> they should post comedy concerts to protest him because because all the jokes he makes. Yeah, I mean, Dave Chappelle gets into some heavy topics, but he doesn't get personal, which that's a different thing. Yeah. Which I never understood. I've watched his comedy. I don't understand how he comes off so anti-trans. I know he makes jokes, but to me, they're always just jokes. They're never actually like. I, I don't. I don't, those I don't think he's anti anything. I don't think he is either. I think he just. I don't think he's anti anything. Yeah. I, 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 I about how awkward it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, just you know, that's that's what he's joking about. And I, I think his whole bit right now is the fact that. He doesn't really do anything. He just does just enough to get the outrage machine going and just watches it go. Because you assume that he said something wrong, but if you listen to it, you're like, he didn't really. No, he didn't. That's what I'm saying. He when didn't. I watch it, I'm, I'm like, I don't understand why people are going so insane about this. But but it is I, true. I appreciate he, he Dave. And, I appreciate Dave because he takes the risk. Yeah. yeah. He, he tackles some topics that yeah, he's not afraid, which, I mean, if you go out of pounds occasionally, if you take big risk, you're going to get burned. It's going to happen. There's going to be people that don't like it, you know, all that good stuff. And he understands that. That's why he does it. Um, yeah, yeah. But so, like listening to some of his recent specials, it sounds like 
some of his jokes just turn into political rants, which I don't like because he's getting away from like what makes Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle. That's what's, that's what's happening with Saturday Night Live. Like everything just starts turning into a political rant and not really like having fun with it. Like presidents have been made fun of ever since Lauren Michaels said the word go back in 1979. Mm-hmm. Or seventy eight or whenever they did, whenever they started. When, when Gerald Ford, Ford yeah. fell fell down the stairs of the airplane, yeah. and Chevy like Chase became making, like, Gerald Ford. I mean that w- that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so on and so forth. Dana Carvey still one of my favorites. Uh, doing He's George, a good George Bush. Bush, yeah. He's great, George Bush. Uh, who's the guy that does? Uh, who's the guy that does Bill Clinton? Uh, Daryl Hammond. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Hammond. Yeah, he. That's Will that's Farrell great. George W. Bush. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just so on and so forth. It just, I mean, it's it's outstanding. It's, it's hilarious because they have fun with it. It's not like mean spirited. They just have fun with it. Yeah. No, and Dave Chappelle usually does a good, or used to do a real good job of staying away from the politics. Like his his was just fun. But you're right. He, his last, at least yeah. his last special, I know, it kind of got a little, little heavy, yeah. a little fast. Now, John, to answer your question, it's because everybody has a platform. Hmm. Like people probably did this stuff in the privacy of their own home. Now they have yeah. a platform. So yeah. now you're just hearing about it. It's it's like it's like stuff that on the twenty four new twenty four hour news cycle that you've never heard about before that you hear about now because it's available. It's just in the open now. Yeah, the fact it, is the world has just changed. It's just social media and the it, internet has just changed the world. It's a smaller world and yeah. just people have the access and the platform to bitch and moan. I miss and that's what they choose too, to do with it. They're gone. Not my cup of tea. If I don't like something, I'm going to change the channel. But you do you. I'll do me, and we'll 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 uh, we'll go we'll go with that. And you know, and you know what? It's just because everybody has to be pissed off about something. Everybody has to be outraged about whatever's going. People apparently like to be pissed off and outraged. I, I don't know what it is, but they're not just okay being happy anymore. And that's kind of on them, uh, realistically. That's kind of a their them problem. But that just Harley is Duke Gingrich. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this permeates your life, and and it's all around you. And people just really show their butt. But that outrage machine is what this is on. For instance, everybody's all in about Colin Kaepernick is getting blackballed. You know, and as we just saw from Deshaun Watson, if you're good enough, they'll deal with the headache. In the end, it comes down to talent, but it's going to be made political about every other, every single issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't I mean, I won't go down pathways. It's going to start ticking off a lot of people who are listening to the show or anything. We start getting too political, but but you're right. It, it is. It's a problem with now with. Uh, God, I don't know how to explain it. I, I almost feel like it's almost a, a downside to America being as comfortable as it is to live in. Now mm. we're just finding things to complain yeah. about and griping about, whining about first well, world I mean, problems. You know, I mean, people manufacture ha- fear or anger because otherwise, what are we yeah. doing? We're just going to work and enjoying life. Then they don't want that because then we're just happy to place it, not out there voting and spending money. So yeah, I mean, if you if you want to turn it back into sports, I mean, people have to find a reason to hate somebody. Yeah, like somebody wins. Oh, we got to hate them now. Well, that's true. Like you, you can't respectfully root against them. Like, like the Patriots. I, I'm not a Patriots fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I respect what they did. I enjoy rooting against them sometimes, just to see good football. Twenty-eight three. 
I hate him for that, though. <laughs> I do hate him for that. Um, no, but there used to be legitimate years in Gerard. Like the Yankees yeah. hated them because they bought championships for so long. But it's not like the Patriots were doing that. What? They just I found mean, a great quarterback. The Yankees should have shot sweet. A-Rod. <laughs> a biracial angel. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no. I mean, the Yankees were doing Nice other guy's reference. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, the well, the Yankees they didn't do anything wrong. No, I, it wasn't illegal or anything. Just I dislike the Mets more because they're a division rival with the Braves. I hate the Mets. But and yes, the Phillies, division rivalry. That's the Nats. Actually, I kind of I kind of hate the Nats the most right now. They're division and, rivals, and that's weird with them having disappeared for a while and just came back. But you're right; they've kind of taken over. But sports hate is a different hate. Yeah. But pe- people people just want to assume, like. Oh, they cheated. Oh, they only won because their star receiver was out, or they only did this because of that. And you know, they, they try to downplay everything. No, Patriots. The Patriots won and overcame a twenty-three deficit because the Falcons choked it away, and the, the Patriots took advantage of it. And Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does. That's yeah, why they won. In team sports right now, you can't lift your your team up. Like we'll, we'll instead of doing political thing, we'll do it um, team sports. Yeah. You can't lift up your team up without tearing down the other team. There always has to be a whataboutism element of it. It's stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. But if you listen to my post-game pods that I did for the Tennessee game, um, Tennessee just came down to Oxford and just whipped some serious ass um, this past weekend. It, I'm it, it, about yeah. to whip somebody's yeah. ass. But if you listen to the post-game pod, my pod's talking about how good Tennessee was and how good, how well they played. Not so much about how much um, we lost, but what about what's going on down in Starkville? Because that would be the argument that's going on. You know, it's like, yeah, but what about Starkville? Wouldn't it might look bad for us, but how are they doing? No, Tennessee played really well and won the game. We have some holes in our team and we need to get better. There's your post game pod. Did that in over three videos over the weekend. And I think it turned out pretty well. I think heck, I got more likes from Tennessee fans than than you would think. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta I mean mm-hmm. the, the thing is you gotta give credit where credit's due. If you mm-hmm. get your ass kicked, you just gotta like I played one on one basketball with this kid in PE class. I was talking so much trash. I was just trying to get in his head, see if he'd break a few shots and give me some openings. And he's just like taller, longer, and yeah, swatted like, a few of my shots. Five and... seven, buddy. <laughs> no, some dude told me I was five ten today, so I must have been, <laughs> must have been standing a little taller. Must have grown a little bit. No, but yeah, I, I mean, I played basketball like a five eight center would. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't, I, I can't terrible. shoot a terrible. Three. Terrible, Ter- terrible, like, terrible. Like, if you're taller than me, I can't play you in the post. <laughs> so, I mean, this kid just, I mean, this kid just started raining three. So, I just, I had to be like, nice shot, nice job. You beat my ass. Yeah. Yeah, it was something else. Yeah. But Tennessee does have a generational baseball program, I do believe. I think the way you beat them, is to get the starters out of the game and get in the bullpen. But if you let those starters go seven innings, you are screwed because they got a bunch of 97, 98 mile an hour fireballers. And it's kind of literally just impressive to look at. I was yeah, very impressed with the starting pitching. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And those you are freshmen. They're all. Yeah. I got a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just scary. Yeah. I, like I saw, Chase I saw some of those highlights. I was like, oh my God. Ole Miss is yeah. like Ole Miss was run rolling people. 
through the beginning of the year, and then all of a sudden, here comes Tennessee. Tennessee's got Vanderbilt this weekend. If they sweep Vanderbilt, it's about just to assume that it's for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was assuming before this started. They had six games to tell us where they really were, and I love the way it started, so we'll see. Now, Georgia's got some some bullpen issues. Uh, they they got to the bullpen in two-thirds of an inning against Kentucky on Sunday in, in, a, in a series clincher, a rubber match, so to speak. Uh, gave up a grand slam in the first innings. That set the tone for for Sunday. It just was ugly. Um, starter lasted two thirds of an inning before giving up a grand slam and getting pulled. Oh. And then Kentucky went on to win eighteen to five. Oh, Ole Miss is up in Lexington, licking their wounds. But Georgia has a really good Friday guy. But I think they're pitching on Saturday and Sundays a little bit suspect at the moment. It's their bullpen. Right? Well, their Sunday yeah. starter was their Sunday starter was was he had a, he was a horrible outing and the bullpen just wasn't wasn't good either. Uh, bullpen couldn't hold anything. They couldn't like there was they had a chance to turn the turn two and, and get out of an inning and, and possibly stop the bleeding and give themselves something positive. And the dude sails it into the dugout for, you know, uh you know, allowing the runner to advance who eventually scored that inning. Uh, that that you know extended their stay at the at the plate. So I I, I don't know. Georgia's got some bullpen issues to figure out. One of the most sure. impressive things about Tennessee in that game is they don't walk people. In college yeah. baseball, they just do not walk people, and they force you to play baseball and put it in play and do those simple things that you think about from back in the mid '90s in the SEC, and they just don't beat themselves. You have to beat them. And they have some really good players on their team. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah. They're they're rock solid. Like a, like, I mean, we we just talked about the, we just talked about the starting rotation. Like that that speaks for itself. Um, but I, you know, you you look at what you look at what they bring to the table. I mean, it, it is. I mean, they got guys that come out of the bullpen throwing heat. You got starters that can that can go seven throwing heat. You got you got hitters that put the ball in the gaps. You got defenders that they just keep you know they make you play situational baseball and a lot of teams can't handle that yeah they got that reliever that has thrown a pitch 104 miles an hour this year yeah did you see him trying to throw an off-speed pitch though <laughs> he threw it to the backstop he like bounced it in <laughs> yeah well i did see what i wanted to see and that was tim elko just turn around 101 mile an hour fastball for a home run that so I did. Good. I did want to see that because that that was the matchup I wanted to see. Yeah. Now, later in the year, our best fastball hitters are going to be back in the lineup. They weren't in the lineup this time, so their pitching looked good, right. and they're a really good team. But we weren't um, at our best. Heck, right. we've got um, Calvin Harris right now. Came back last night, went three for four. He's hitting six hundred on the season, and he's actually had at bats. Is, he's kind of he might be in the um might be JT snowing this at this point, but um we'll we'll see if he cal- if he um calms down. Yeah, and exactly. yes, yeah. I want to take a minute to talk about Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blends of ingredients support gut health, 
your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar, no chemicals, or artificial anything. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and a free five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements are not have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Yes, to answer the question in chat, Tennessee is number one in the nation right now. Mm, and they deserve it. Because yeah, they, they just be whoop the hell out of number one in the nation. So they deserve it. They do. They absolutely do. But uh like yeah, like you know, like we said, Tennessee Tennessee's up in Lexington next or no, they're old misses in Lexington. Tennessee is on with, with Vanderbilt. Who just lost uh, to is that, in South Carolina. So is that in Nashville or in Knoxville? I believe uh, I'll look that up. I, I thought it was I thought it was in Knoxville. I was in Knoxville. But yeah, stand I think by. it's in Knoxville. Yeah, in Knoxville. In our our nice little stadium. Yeah, uh, Georgia had a bounce back win against um, Georgia Southern. That was good. That was good. They got a little mojo back. Got some some bounce back performances and stuff like that. Yeah, um, Ole Miss, Ole Miss um, took out some frustration on North Alabama, beating them twenty to three. Nice. <laughs> they run ruled them. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's. Uh, but that you know that's North back. Alabama. If they're if they're Division One, I'd be surprised. They might be Division Two. Yeah. Well, whatever the case may be, but it I, was good to but get I, that. If um, Stacy is on here or um, Jake. Didn't North Alabama beat Auburn or Alabama earlier this year? I think they beat Auburn. Yeah. I don't think they beat Alabama. I think they beat Auburn. Yeah. And also, the soccer game is 0-0 at halftime, so Costa Rica having to get to six. Um, it's kind of problematic at the moment for them. Feeling good about that one? Yeah. Why are we talking about that communist kickball, hmm. boy? Comic kickball. By the way, Chris, Christian Pulisic is my new favorite all-time. Pulisic. US. Pulisic, yeah. I can never yeah. get that. You know me in names. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> yeah, he's so good, I can't pronounce his name. He scored that goal, and everybody kept saying, he didn't mean to do that. That was accidental. And, and Christian Pulisic got on social media and was like, I did exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, just because you can't do it, that – just because you can't pull something off like that, don't try and blame me. Yeah. No, I meant that. And he said it so quickly, too. That was that was what was great. Yeah. He's like, what's going on, guys? But it was I a beautiful that. goal. It was a beautiful goal. Mm-hmm. No doubt. See, um, this is another thing with team yeah, sports talking about in America. If an American yeah. does something well, it's because of an accident. If a European does something well, it's because of skill. That there's they can't 
cross mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It it's one of the things that really pisses me off and has caused me to kind of shrink from um participating in their international soccer scene because honestly it's just not worth it. There's some really stupid takes on there. Yeah, I mean, you know, international soccer is not immune to what we call hot takes. So mm. like I said, you get you everyone has an opinion now. And not everybody's opinion is based out of fact <laughs> or fair. <laughs> everybody's opinion is, oh, uh, Brock, like I, I got in a, I, I jumped in a Twitter thread yesterday about Brock Bowers and they were comparing, PFF was comparing him to Kyle Pitts. And this guy was like, oh, like uh, all this guy does is catch screens. I was like, yeah. And he houses them too. Like, <laughs> you know, whenever they do that, I hate that because honestly, Kyle Pitts and Brock Bowers are two different types of players. They are. I mean, Kyle Pitts, say whatever you will, he's more of an Evan Ingram type player. Brock mm-hmm. Bowers is actually in a tight end, he Brock actually Bowers does the is, stuff that the tight end does. Brock Bowers is more of a gronk, he does gronk things. Yeah. Like, he'll go up and moss you, he'll take a, he'll take a screen to the house. Like, 50-plus yards. But he'll also block his ass off. Oh, he'll, he'll come down and knock the knock your teeth yeah. down your head. And Kyle Pitts, he was basically just a jumbo receiver. He was the Jimmy Graham mm-hmm. of tight ends. That's what yeah. Kyle Pitts was at Florida. Yeah. But they call him, they call him Little Screen Boy. Call him Screen Boy. Because he catches screens. John, um, that is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Nice. <laughs> but it, it honestly, in the last couple of years, <laughs> just being an international soccer fan and, and watching what's going on um, without all of that outside noise, that's pretty fantastic because I'm confident in my own opinion. I know what I'm looking at. Um, so I don't need people to justify my takes, you know, and – yeah, it's nice to be able to just watch a game and not go on and like have to. It's like, hey, I think we played pretty well. Let's go see if somebody else thinks we played pretty well. I know they played well. Yeah, I, regardless I, of result. Yeah, yeah, I, I I know we played well. I know the reasons. I you know I'm I'm I've yeah. I've been in competitive. If you if you play competitive sports. Even even as low as the varsity high school level, or even hell, even like competitive, you know, leagues as competitive youth leagues, you understand the game and what goes into winning a game and what goes into scoring a goal, what goes into completing a fifty yard bomb, what goes into taking a screen seventy two yards to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand all of that, and you don't, and and you can and you can do things like compare Kyle Pitts and Brock Bowers. Yeah, and just because and not somebody, tear down either one of them, you might not know anybody from Adam, but they're going to come on and tell you they know exactly what they're talking about. No, don't take their word for it. They might not know what they're talking about. Um, in fact, nine times out of ten, they don't. And by yeah. the way, with Pro Football Focus, if Pro Football Focus did what they claim to do, they would have a staff of 7,000 people. I guarantee you they don't. Yeah. They don't. Mm-hmm. But, but 
you know, the, the, the whole point of, of, of what we've been talking about is you can, you can simultaneously praise Brock Bowers and Kyle Pitts and mm-hmm. tell, and, and say, these are two elite tight ends. Yeah. You don't have different to tear, reasons, but you don't, you don't have, have to tear, tear down, down one to build up another. Yeah. Just because you say, just because your team, just because you like Brock Bowers better than Kyle Pitts doesn't mean Kyle Pitts sucks. It just means that, hey, you know, he fits what we do really well. And they probably brought that up because of the Georgia-Florida thing, and they wanted people to argue in the mentions because they're going to sit there and talk about how um, Brock Bowers is no good because you're a Florida fan. And and stuff like that is stupid. Of course, I don't talk trash at all either. I'm not a trash talker. I've never been that way. So I don't have to worry about somebody talking trash to me because – I don't do that. I don't play that game. I just enjoy the sports, what I'm seeing and what's going on without having to worry about what other people are doing. I mean, it's silly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I told, I totally agree there. I mean, that's, you know, and uh, what was funny is I, I jumped in another one. Uh, I don't usually do this, but I, I, I was just kind of, uh, Chris Collinsworth owns PFF. Well, he's asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think I heard that. He does, but he's asleep at the wheel. I guarantee you, he he like those stats are just so. Yeah. Somebody just, says he's ranked so the number seventy-seven wow. offensive tackle. Okay, sure, whatever. It's like the Jennifer Lopez thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying, but. Um, Oh, I got in this thing on Twitter. Uh, there was a, there was another guy that posted the, uh, he says, now this is what's called setting the tone. And it was major right in the national championship game in 08 against Oklahoma, where he comes over and literally launches into the dude. And I just simply replied, yeah, setting the tone with an ejection on the first play. <laughs> they wrote the, they wrote the targeting rule based on this clip. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's major right doing this. <laughs> Like, I mean, he is, he tucks his arms and throws his head. It is textbook targeting. And I'm like, that's why they wrote the rule. And I got a, I got like several likes on it. Nobody, nobody, nobody debated me. So I I thought, I thought it was a solid point. Yeah. Yeah. Pro pro football focus is the exact reason you don't just trust somebody's right because they tell you they are. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the exact right there. I mean, if there's only eight full-time employees and they're covering videos and doing ratings on every college football team and NFL team, you know, something's up. And and most of the people that are, that are doing this stuff are part-time guys that like, it's their side hustle and they work on it for like an hour once, once every other week. Mm-hmm. But it also tells you that stats don't tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. You know, you can throw all these PFF stats out, but, you know, it doesn't tell the whole story ever. Stats are a good jumping off point, maybe. It's a good piece to the puzzle, but it's not the puzzle. Context matters. Yes. It matters. It absolutely matters. Because, like, you have have these stats, and sometimes they're just inflated by playing – Northern Arizona followed by Western Kentucky, you know, you throw for like a million yards against those two teams. 
and all of a sudden your PFF ranking goes way up. Yeah. It just, yeah, it, the, the metrics yeah. only tell you so much. Yeah. PFF for whatever reason, I just have a pet peeve against them and anybody that um, just claims to be an expert, but you don't even have a face with whoever is putting there. I, I just, I don't trust it at all. But Chris Collinsworth getting that on Sunday Night Football, that's probably a smart move on his behalf. Yeah. I mean, it's good business. <laughs> I can't, can't fault them for that. And I like Chris I like Chris Collinsworth. He he goes – I mean, he was a former NFL player. He he knows what he's looking at. He goes – I like his – I really like his insight on NBC football. He does a good job of going in depth and preparing and all that stuff. And he does, he does a good job. I wish PFF would reflect that, but he does a tremendous job. Yeah. Costa Rica just scored one, nothing game reminder. U S goes to the world cup as long as they don't lose by six goals. Yep. Todd Bowles is getting a five-year contract as a head coach in Tampa, by the way. Really? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he the coach of the Jets at one time? So, yeah, you can't judge him on that though. This yeah. is Jets. <laughs> it's the freaking Jets. <laughs> the Jets are pitiful. A pitiful organization. Mike Tannenbaum was the guy that hired him. Okay. So you know. Um, and the one that was filling the roster up with his talent. I thought they played well at times, especially defensively. Todd Bowles is a great defense coordinator. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how good of a head coach he is in his second stop. So Buccaneers is tired. Well, I guess just let. Uh, uh, I mean, well, why, why did Tom Brady come back then? I, I guess uh, he didn't really care that much about the head coach. No, nah, well, Tom. I think Tom Brady had something to do with this retirement. Uh, retirement, because they had some friction. He came back just to shake things up a bit, just to prove he could. Uh-huh. Maybe he just hated the phrase "no risk it, no biscuit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's like, here, take your biscuit and go upstairs. Yeah, just came in to swing his, you know, what around a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't understand why he didn't retire and go home. Got a beautiful wife. Go home. Yeah, go home. Yeah, but he doesn't want to. No, apparently not. And he still plays well enough; he doesn't have to. So, yeah, exactly. So there, there you go. There you have it on that. It's pretty cool. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm happy for Todd Bowles. I, I think he deserves it. I think he's, you know, yeah. he's been runner up in a lot of these search searches. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I mean, the, the NFC South, man. It transformed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. You got Jameis versus the Red Rocket over there in New Orleans. <laughs> that, Very out of time. That quarterback competition, extraordinaire. It'd be epic. <laughs> I, Sean Payton's like, you know, you guys enjoy that. Have fun <laughs> with that. He, he, he's probably like rolling his eyes. You know, it's like, hey, glad I retired. <laughs> Kevin James, you want it? <laughs> yeah. Guess it won't be a part two to that movie. Part two, he's going to be doing uh, Corona commercials on the beach like uh, Tony uh, Romo. And Tony Romo. And then uh, what What? What beer was it that Jimmy Johnson did? 
on the beach right after he retired, right after he left the Cowboys. Was that Bud White Lime? I think so. I like Bud Light finally like went away from their just normal basic Bud Light. Bud Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Bud Light versus Bud Ice uh, in the Bud Bowl commercials? Uh, well, that was that was that was Budweiser versus Bud Light, buddy. Well, they did Bud Ice too, I think, didn't they? No, later I think on. Bud Ice um happened a little bit later. That's what I'm saying. They 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 did uh it was like Bud Bowl Eight or something. They did like Bud Ice versus Budweiser or something like that. I don't remember. I remember the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that on Hallmark? I don't remember. I don't know. That was a kitten bowl. Oh, maybe it was. I mean, some years that was probably better than the actual Super Bowl. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of good coaches, Jimmy Johnson. Phenomenal coach. Phenomenal TV pro- uh, TV personality, too. Steve's yeah. just frozen. Jimmy, J- Jimmy Johnson. Um on TV, his second career with that was just a fantastic move on his behalf. I think Sean Payton has a chance to do the same thing. Sean Payton would be great on TV. Mm-hmm. He just his smug takes, you know. He's a yeah. smug face. <laughs> He's a very punchable face. Yeah. Well, he, he, he got that from all of the years on in the Falcons. <laughs> uh, he got that with all the ass chewings he got from Bill Parcells. In Dallas, <laughs> oh yeah, and and he was the offensive coordinator. Sean Payton, by the way, I don't know if you remember this. He was the offensive coordinator that John um, Jim Fossil with the New York Giants just completely threw under the bus to basically save his job. Yeah, that before he went to Dallas, he he was in New York doing that. But yeah, our, he's from that John Gruden school of just grind, man, just absolutely grind. And you know it shows. We'll see of what the what the Saints look like in the future. But you know, I like Dennis Allen. He's a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, I do like Dennis Allen. We'll see if he's again his second go around. His first go around was with the Raiders, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll, yeah, we'll he was with the Saints. Then he went to the Raiders, and then that didn't last. And he went back to the Saints. Lasted a season, I think. For. Al Davis quickly fired him. He could have been like Lane Kiffin and tried a 74-yard field goal with Seabass. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's <laughs> unreasonable with Seabass. Seabass <laughs> probably took shots of vodka before he went out there, too. <laughs> yeah, I must hydrate. Then goes out and kicks a 86-yard bomb. Kills somebody in the stands. Oh, Seabass. The funny thing hard. about Seabass, Seabass doesn't happen if he doesn't um if Florida State doesn't go wide right, wide left, wide right. He was Bobby Bowden's answer to that. Yeah, just kick the hell out of it. Do whatever you want. <laughs> He's like I own Poland. I'm Sebastian Janikowski. I must break you. I don't know if he actually talks like Drago, but it sounds fun, right? <laughs> Makes sense. I've never heard Sebastian Janikowski actually talk. Really? So what? What if he has like a? What if he has like a Mike Tyson voice? 
not. What if he's like Clubber Lang? Everybody thinks he's Ivan Drago, but he talks like Clubber Lang. <laughs> I pity the fool. Pain. Pain. Or he talks like, uh, hey man, I'm, uh, I'm just going to rip your head off. <laughs> All right, I'm going to, I'm going to shove your umbilical cord down your, down your throat. Huh? <laughs> it's ubiquitous. He just starts using big words. <laughs> Doesn't he really know what they mean because he's Polish? Yeah, we're off the rails. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, hey, yo. <laughs> Steve's watching soccer. Steve, Steve. Yeah. Two nothing, Costa Rica. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna like make this a thing, aren't we? Yeah. Well, it's six. It's in the 60th minute, so they have to score four goals in 30 minutes. Shit, I don't know. Just, it five nothing. Yeah. Just let me know when it's five nothing, and I'll turn it on. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> But Costa Rica is a history of beating the U.S. by two or three goals and qualifying. So this isn't a surprise. That's the reason that six-goal pad was important. Mm-hmm. It's in Costa Rica. They, they they kick our ass down there. Yeah. It's just a, a weird stat that we just can't win in Costa Rica. Yeah. Just whatever it is. True home field advantage. Yeah, and and also whenever they play Costa Rica, most of the time they play them in the winter for whatever reason or something where it's not like a sauna like you expect and it's 95 degrees and 100% humidity. And those guys play domestically mostly. Yeah. So so, so they, they know what's they know what's happening. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, for sure. Um, I remember Sebastian talking to Holly Rowe, who's asking Sebastian something about Bobby Bowden disciplining him, and Janikowski doesn't seem very receptive to the question. It's because oh, Bobby yeah. Bowden actually probably Bobby Bowden probably tried once to be like, "Dad Gummit, Sebastian, you got to get in on, on curfew, Dad Gummit." And Sebastian's like, yeah, F your curfew. In Poland, I was drinking at age 13. It's the legal age. Oh, anything over in Europe, it, like in Italy, there's not really a drinking age because people don't binge drink over there. They, they just, you can have a beer at 18 if you want it. Now, their DUI percentage is 0.05, 0.05 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's like two beers is, is, is basically drunk driving. Yeah. But they, they never, it just doesn't seem like they ever like, I mean, I'm sure there are people, I'm sure people do, but like just overall, they, it doesn't seem like they abuse it. They're just like, eh, yeah, have a beer too. Yeah. If whatever the culture, the American culture of it, it just, it's, it's a different ball game. American culture is shotgun the keg. Yeah, I went to um, Carnivale um, over there, which is basically Mardi Gras, and it was basically a very tame thing. Yep. Now we're doing Oklahoma on the beach in Panama City. Yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen those clips? No. 
Yeah, they they look they do Oklahoma one on one Oklahoma yeah. drill on the beach, and, ho- and and hopefully they'll enjoy their concussion. Girls yeah. do it too. Kiss yeah, it it's it, it, I, I watch it. Now. I'm like I'm like oh god. I'm glad this wasn't a thing when I was yeah. doing that drinking. Thing. Of of course, you know I don't really understand spring break. I. I even in college and high school and anything like that, I didn't go out and go do spring break. I just didn't go to school. I might go oh, out and shoot some basketball, shoot some basketball, and watch the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. That was my spring break. I mean, I had fun on spring break, but I don't get all like the. It's MTV. Hmm. They make it like they have like just has to be some like giant like. I guess it's just because a I'm gonna this is gonna sound very get off my lawnish, but I just don't like those type of things. Yeah. You know, do, do I like drinking on the beach and having fun? Absolutely. Do I like drinking by the pool, having fun and relaxing, going on vacation? Absolutely. Do I enjoy? Did, did I enjoy girls in tiny bikinis? Yes, I did. It was great, but I don't have to have the whole hoopla and like. The Club La Vila scene that you that you go to where people are just uh, okay. No Panama City jokes, Corey. Come on, I got to get them all in while I can. You're going to drop a Spinnaker's reference next. Actually, I was about to say <laughs> go get a fishbowl at Spinnaker's. I never went to Spinnaker's though. I always drove by it, but I never went. Never went to La Vila either. Never had, or cruise the strip. I don't get the cruising the strip. People, that's the thing in Panama City. You cruise, cruise the strip, and you just like go. Uh, you just drive up and down. It's, it's just like sitting in traffic and blare, blaring your music. Eh, I never like doing and that. yelling at people. I do like to go out and drink a bit, but I don't. I don't cru- understand the driving around cruising. Cru- the strip. Cruising the strip seemed like the worst, and, and yeah. cops knew it too, so they would just. They would just sit right there and 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 bust and bust you right open. Yeah. And then you you would see like hundreds of people out on the beach the next morning, like six cleaning the beach <laughs> nice. in jumpsuits. Yeah. Like the like the most uncomfortable clothing of all time. They got them out there cleaning the beach. Uh, I never liked the big club scenes either. As even though I do like to dance, I'm, I'm not a big club or I did used to when I was younger. Not a big club scene person either. I like nah. the hole in the wall bars though. I do like to go and sit and drink, hang out with yeah. people. Yeah. I, I just don't I just don't like the I just don't like the club scene. The club scene, everybody's yeah. like everybody's like too good. You know, everybody's like like everybody's too good to talk to you. Yeah. Do you know who my dad is? No, I don't know who your dad is. I don't care. Oh, you're not a, oh you don't have yeah. seven digits in your bank account? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Back yeah. That scene is mostly just there to impress people. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, the club scene is just a whole new, another level of just to, uh, want nothing to do with it. I went to a club, like, my friend, like, I wouldn't say my friends, but we all got convinced to go to a club one time because one of, one of our friends is dating a girl that works there. And so we're like, okay, we'll go. I, that, it may be cool. I don't know. I, I'm going to have an open mind because 23, no, 22, and 
we're gonna, we're gonna have some drinks and whatever. I'm gonna have an open mind about it. So we went, and it was the worst. You had to wait in line. Like no one would talk to you unless you had a table, private table with bottle service, which is like five hundred dollars an hour or something like that. wasn't into that. <laughs> was not into that. No. Like you um, go to you go to a place called Opera. Like these one word club names. Yeah, don't go to those. It's about as pretentious as it gets. There was a place in Nashville that I used to really like called The Wheel, and that was because nobody went there. There's like always three people in the bar, but the music was pretty good and the beer uh, was fairly that. cheap. Yeah. And the wheel. You can't go to the wheel anymore. Yeah, it's closed down. Yeah. I mean, even if even if it wasn't, it's, it'd be packed now with bachelorette parties. Yeah, which yeah, I mean, is crazy now. They're they're fun to look at from a distance, but I have no interest in going to Broadway anymore. None whatsoever. Yeah. Obviously, I don't either because I got out of there. All right, Jeb. When, when we go, I'll meet you there. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say now that I'm in Nashville, I got to do that real quick before I leave. Yeah, Just to remind you. myself what I'm missing. Yeah, you got to go puke off the sixth floor balcony at Honky Tonk Central. Not tonight, though. Just a warning. of Because I've been hearing strange things outside. We're under tornado watches right now in this area. And it says over 3,500 people have already lost power in Nashville. So It's uh, apparently well, going to be a mess out there right now. If our show abruptly ends, you know why. Yeah. If I disappear, I'll let y'all know I'm okay. But And we're, yeah, we're just filming this the sequel to Twister. <laughs> yeah, I try and get as much on camera as I can. We, they couldn't get Bill Paxton, so they got Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill Paxton. <laughs> Je, uh, Jake is playing the uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman role. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that movie, by the way. I don't know oh, why. It's great. It's great. <clears throat> it's so ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous storyline of all time. Yeah. <laughs> These people literally yeah. go inside. Like, what happens when they went inside of the tornado? Uh, yeah. They're inside of the tornado. Like, it's a fun movie. Like, that, those pipes with an F5 are not going to rip out of the ground. <laughs> or it's not going to rip them through that leather strap that was holding them in. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, come on. I loved it though. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. The banter between uh, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton's characters were great. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. That's all I could ever hear in his voice. God, I love it. And you know, I just getting back to the chat, done, John. I, I have heard that about Nashville with all the transplants and everything. I have not seen it though, and I think it's just because I stick to my little. Usual hole in the wall places. I don't, John. I'm a transplant, but I don't have a man bun. Uh, there's a lot of people from California coming out of this direction, Texas and Tennessee, but mm-hmm. it's a I don't know. I just never ran into them, so I don't know where they all go. I think I went to a bar once that was nothing but a it was a mojito bar, is what it was, but I hated it when sat in the car until the people I was with finally agreed to leave. So maybe they yeah, were the only people moving down here besides me and Jeb are people with truck nuts, yeah. <laughs> Steve, yeah. look in your truck nuts. 
We definitely found the redneck area of Florida. <laughs> yeah, there, it's there, not in seriously part where where you expect it to be anyway. There was like an F three fifty going down the road with a sticker on the back that said "It won't suck itself" <laughs> on the back window. I mean, it's it like so it for, yeah, Florida man just just like doing it, and these people driving around in F three fifties are all bitching about gas prices. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Diesel, too. Um, you don't see him driving as much right now. But, but uh, I mean, you did go inland North Florida. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was the point. The middle, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't want to live on the coastline because of hurricanes, um, but I wanted to be close enough to get there so I can get to Tampa or Orlando in under an hour. Yeah. But we're not not up, you know, Gainesville or something where you might as well be living in Georgia or Alabama or something anyway. At least well, you don't want to live Florida. in Florida anyway. Oh, God, no. I south of I-4 is Gainesville. not the South. We no longer live in the South. Yeah, that's the thing. We moved mm. out of... I-4 is south kind of the ready. southern boundary. Yeah. Naples might as well be New York City. Junior. Mm. I might have to get over there and check that out. Naples is nice, though. I haven't been over there yet. It's a nice little town. No, I got down there and was sequestered a little bit because of the whole COVID stuff, but that's all behind us, I hope. So when I yeah. get back down there, I, mean, I plan to go exploring. COVID is not gone, but it's not like... As long as we don't get another wave of that crap. It's, it's, it's another... It's just... A, it, it has turned into another seasonal. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, and that's fine, yeah. It just, it just comes and goes. You just get it, and you get rid of it, and you treat it, and you move on. Yeah, and, and there's a vaccine for it. So you just go to get your flu shot and you get your COVID shot and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I already get flu shots anyway. So. Yeah. You get your cootie shot, though? <laughs> I have Florida, I will. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> That's called penicillin. Uh, yeah. we, don't, we don't want to turn into Florida, man. <laughs> <laughs> Florida, man. I see Steve. Yeah. His mug shots like this. <laughs> he's doing the. He's doing the. Yeah, the last and, uh, also in Florida, no helmet law for motorcycles. <laughs> it's called natural selection. Yeah, it's exactly what it's called. I love it. I Ron DeSantis, you are my that. hero. If he dies, he dies. That's his choice. We don't want to wear a helmet. Yeah. We got. We got another job. We're creating jobs here. There's got to be somebody who's got to scoop up the brains Weird on the highway. Back. I love that. Always found South of Tallahassee to be not the South. Too many Yankees. South of yeah. Tallahassee is the ocean. <laughs> no, it is not no, South no, South South of Tallahassee is Gainesville. And Gainesville, if you've ever been there, that's, that's definitely east. the South. Huh? East. No, that's East. south. Florida is south. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Tallahassee's on a panhandle, though. You got to go this way first. Yeah, but you yeah. don't have to go like an hour, but it's south of that. But in the panhandle, like I 4, like Orlando's not the south. Tampa's not the south. Um, kind of I 4 is that border. Yeah, because I 10 is definitely the south. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're in the panhandle, Florida, you might as well be in lower Alabama. L A. 
home of the Heisman Trophy winner, Forrest Gump. Which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with. I'm just saying I wouldn't have moved from Tennessee there because what's the point? Like going all the yeah. way down to South Florida. Well, oh, Gainesville's on all I-75. It's not on I-10. You have to go south of I-10. You hit I-10 and then go south like at Lake City, thirty miles. Yeah, yeah. You hit Lake City and go south because Lake City meets I-10. And then about thirty miles yeah, south of Orlando is Ocala, and then the turnpike hits, and you're officially in Central Florida. But and they've got that go, swamp in Gainesville. They literally have a swamp in Gainesville that has "Watch out for poisonous snake" signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean it's like no, no, no. For Gainesville's that place that you were warned about. It had to be snakes. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be snakes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Tallahassee is. You're right. It is over on the Panhandle. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember where Tallahassee was. It's like in between Panama City and Lake City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Between Pensacola and Jacksonville, just right in the middle of the Panhandle. Pensacola is almost out. Pensacola is almost. Pensacola is almost, Pensacola's almost in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Pensacola is the yeah the like tip of Florida one way. Jacksonville is on the Atlantic the other way. Yeah, when I drive like home, you, like you got Pensacola, then you hit a five iron and you're in Gulf Shores. Yeah, when I drive home um, from here, it's um, like a twelve hour drive, and ten of them are in the state of Florida. <laughs> and seriously, it took me fourteen mm-hmm. hours to get home last time, and it should have been about a nine to ten hour drive. Fourteen hours, and all of that was because of Florida. As soon as I hit Georgia, smooth sailing, no problems. Usually it's like the Macon area too, like between Macon and Cordell. And, and it slowed down a tad bit there, but not much. We were on, it was a Saturday afternoon. There just wasn't much going on that day. But. I'll, yeah, I've always, I always hit traffic in Tampa and then a little bit in Ocala. And it's usually smooth sailing from there. Yeah. yeah there was some weird pileup on the interstate. The interstate would just shut down. When I was to go well, that. tornado just went through, Jeff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> We've been getting tornado warnings the whole time we were driving. And then yeah. I saw them. They were just shoving like a tra- pieces of a tractor trailer off the side of the road into a little ditch so we could just drive by. It was, I don't know what happened, but it was bad. He said, Oh, screw your warning. Yeah. I got to make this delivery. Yeah, he, did, <laughs> he did not make it. That tornado said. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y- y'all missed it by like 30 minutes. But let this be a lesson. If you would have got up at five and hit the road, you would have missed all of that. That's true. And it would have probably been an 11 hour drive. But it had snowed that night in Nashville. So we were trying to go a little later. So the snow would all be gone by the time we got up there. And yeah, it bit us pretty bad. We should not have done that. Yeah. That's what we learned. I'll get up early on the way home. When you when you going back to Florida? The sixteenth, I believe. April. So I got a couple more weeks up here. There you go. Got to see Got to see several of my friends, got to see my family. So I'm accomplishing everything I want to. Oh, my taxes are almost done. I'm just waiting for the account to get done so I go sign. Oh my so I've done everything I come up here to do. There you go. And got my mama moved to Arkansas. 
Your mom's moving to Arkansas and you're moving to Florida. <laughs> yeah. No, he's already moved to Florida. Yeah. And she's well, keeping her house in Tennessee, so I still have yeah, the house here. Well, he's doing he's doing renovations, so he's not moved yet. Oh, uh, no, I did uh, the air conditioning. I replaced all of it right before I left, and I think that was pretty much the last thing I'm going to do for a while. So it is it is ready to go. As soon as I got the whole house ready, I left. But <laughs> we'll go back. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to move back to Tennessee for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, now that it's all working nicely. You know, the weather. Because you know the wet, the weather's really good up here. Yeah, well, yeah, cold and windy for two weeks. Yeah, for good grief! Weeks. Y'all's y'all's weather this year's just been terrible. Of course, I, I left. I left for Naples, and it snowed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That was great. That's what I drove. Great timing. Naples. Uh, so Naples is pretty far south. Ooh. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's, it's the southernmost Gulf town. Yeah, unless you consider Marco Island town. Yeah, but like you know where seventy five turns left. Yeah, across yeah. the state. Just as a hard lift turn, you're right. Yeah, that's where Naples is. Wow. Yeah, definitely have to go down there and check that out. It's nice. It is nice. There's a place called USS Nemo. It's expensive, but the best the best Chilean sea bass I've ever had. Oh, I'll try that. Miso broiled sea bass. The hard part is finding it, right? <laughs> huh? 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 Finding me, no. <laughs> you just, you just gotta, it's, you just gotta ask Dory. <laughs> you gotta um, ask Dory. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Noise. All right. You want to wrap the shindig up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, I'm gonna get off before the tornado hits my hands. Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's complete the show before it completes us. All right, we are SCC after dark, uh, talking about athletic greens. Um, ah, I'll put that in later. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll go back and record that. Um, if you've made it this far, you've already heard my brilliant ad about athletic grid. <laughs> I got to make my order. So uh, we are SEC after dark. Uh, if you want to know what we're all about, uh, we're just well, usually four guys just having fun. It, it's just like you hanging out with your friends and shooting the shit at the bar or at the restaurant. Not too crowded. Um, and uh, that's what we do. That's the perspective we bring. We bring a unique perspective. We've uh, Steve, you and I have been on the inside of college football programs. Steve mm-hmm. is from the, the Manning Center. Uh, he finally discovered shirts. Coach O, uh, after he left Coach O, he discovered shirts. Yeah. He, um, I, I had to rip about two or three off, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, finally, Coach O was gone, and I was able to keep my shirts, finally. Yeah. yeah. So, Steve, Steve kept his shirt on. That's good. Uh, it was a learned skill. I mean, he was – first day I met him at Rivals, he – Ripped his shirt off and st- stood on his desk to welcome me. Flexed. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of weird, but. I was like, right. you don't want none. And, and he's like, whoa, whoa, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, bro. <laughs> Hold up, man. <laughs> I'm still waking up. <laughs> I got my producer's junk in my face and <laughs> I got you ripping your shirt off. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, it's about right. So, but no, we, we, uh, we, we have fun here. Uh, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we, we do bring good perspectives. So we do have serious conversations. Um, but we are also, uh, we also like to have fun. Like I said, it's just like you're hanging out with your friends. That's what we do. That's what we, that's, that's who we are. We are SEC after dark. We're supposed to be fun. We're supposed to be light. We're supposed to, you know, that's, that's how it's supposed to go. There's too many stuffy shows. We're not journalists. We're entertainers. We're, call, we're opinion givers. I didn't know how else to say that, but <laughs> we, 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 we're here to entertain you, to distract you from all the other hate going on. You can just come here and just relax and say, okay, I don't have to hate anything for the next however long we're on, which varies. And it can because there's no there's no network telling us how long we have to be on so exactly we can go for as long Rage against the machine <laughs> so but uh, you can find us uh hit that hit that bell notification on youtube uh y'all's conference network on youtube uh you can also get to it from believe in george dogs on youtube uh find steve locked on old miss jake thomas best of the west tide talk sports you can find me also bc the east we just had a show monday we had some fun uh before we go, some some dude asked me, and I'll, I'll and John can back this up. Uh, and Vinny took a screenshot of the question, but they asked me uh, based on uh, based on the Will Smith uh, the Will Smith slap if my opinion on black people has changed. Hmm. Yeah, oh, interesting. They addressed they addressed me specifically <laughs> and asked that question. Uh, and they told and they told Israel that he looked like a prison sentence waiting to happen. Oh, Jesus. Same same person. Uh, we need to talk about your audience. Good grief. What kind of people are you attracting? Yeah, talk to Vinny about that. No. Um yeah. It was a, instead of the Russian bots, it was that guy. Yeah. Or person or whoever. He's probably a St. Peter's grab, right? Probably so. They were just mad. Um they were but they left Vinny alone. That was that was the crazy part. But uh, yeah, I thought that was. I was like, "What kind of question is that?" Yeah. So yeah, 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 really. Um, yeah, but luckily we didn't get any of like the the uh, the stuff that we got last week, the Hitler stuff. Yeah, that was weird. That was extremely weird. Um, oh, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, missed the fun there. Well, we might have got it. He's muted on the chat. Oh, uh, so. well, they they come in with the, well, they they just create different usernames is what they yeah. do. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, we uh, we have fun. We deal with stuff like that. Um, but we also enjoy our regular guests like John, and Cody, wherever Cody's been, Cassidy, Stacy, you know, the whole crew of our regular people. Um, <laughs> I guess Vinny looked like the guy that works at Wingstop who always hooks you up with free sauce. <laughs> can, can you have that? Uh, I mean, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, no, I love Vinny. So, but we are SEC After Dark. Uh, you should find us um, and uh, find us on our other shows. Illegal Motion. Uh, the next time we've we've had one live stream so far. Uh, we're more of a seasonal show at this moment, um, but that's going to change soon. 
Uh, but we are a seasonal show. We do most of our stuff during college football season. We'll, we'll come on with a pod every once in a while, but illegal motion, uh, that's going to be live streamed from this point forward as well. So that's where you can find me again. Steve, one last update. Where are we at? Uh, two, two zero in the 86th minute. So the, it looks like the U.S. is on their way to the World Cup. All right. Whew. Looking good. Okay, so we can rest easy on that. For Steve, for Jeb, and for Jake dressed up as a wooden panel, uh, we are SEC After Dark. We hope you have a great rest of your week. If you're in the line of these storms, stay safe. Jeb, talking to you. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.